this day that you have made, in which you have commanded that we rejoice and be glad. And that joy will continually strengthen us through every situation. We are grateful, Father. We thank you for the efficacy of your word. Thank you because your word is quick and is powerful and is sharper than every two-edged sword. Father, we thank you because we're going to be quickened again this morning by your word. As your spirit, oh God, guide us. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. This morning, I'll be sharing something that is very, very familiar. But I would want us to just open up our hearts because the word of God is always new every morning. It's always new. Every morning, there's always a new revelation. There's always a new inspiration that the Holy Spirit gives via the word of God. So um, I chose to title this Daily Benefits. Daily Benefits. Daily Benefits. And my anchor scripture for today is Psalm 68, verse 19. Let's just quickly open it up and read Psalm 68 and verse 19. And it says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loaded us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, even the God of our salvation. That scripture just goes ahead to tell us that every day that comes, every blessed day is fully loaded by God with benefits, fully loaded by God with benefits. God has commanded every day to bring benefits to us. And I like the second part of that scripture that says, even the God of our salvation, that means this is highly tied to our salvation. We are saved and we must enjoy daily benefits, daily benefits, daily. The benefits are always available because God has commanded it. And the evidence is in creation. Since the day God created the heavens and the earth, his word has been strong enough to sustain it till this day. And so shall it always be. So if God has commanded our days to bring benefits to us, we must expect those benefits. We must be conscious that the day is loaded with benefits. It's very loaded. That is what the scripture says. I'll read it again. It says, blessed be the Lord. This must be our reaction. Blessed be the Lord who daily loaded us with benefits. We're going to be looking at some of those things today. And of course, by extension, by extension, our reaction and some of the things that we must do on daily basis. Hallelujah. To harness or to, to, to be partakers of these daily benefits. Hallelujah. So, like I was saying, we must recognize that this is a command that the day has been given by God to bring benefits to us. And we must be conscious of it. Jesus in his teaching, you know, the disciples mentioned when they said, teach us to pray. You know, prayer is something that people do, of course, but we have always learned that people that have strong relationship with the Father will definitely know that prayer is communion with the Father. 
not necessarily just bringing up our issues and problems and everything. But, you know, somewhere along the line, the, uh, the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray. And part of the content of that prayer was that uh, Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. There's still something about a daily in that place. So if Jesus is saying part of our prayers should be, give us this day our daily bread, that means God has apportioned bread daily. And when we talk about bread in the literal sense, and of course, it also has a spiritual connotation. Of course, for many of us that have been long in faith, we know the spiritual connotation of the bread is the bread of life himself and is Jesus Christ. And the other side of it is that we knowing that Jesus is the word of God, it means that daily we must receive a daily dose of the word. That is why it's going to be very difficult for a believer who is not feeding daily on the word to sustain himself in faith. I'm not talking about, okay, eating food. People eat, you see people moving along the road. They are looking healthy, but what is the state of their soul? What is the state of their, their hearts? What is the state of their emotions? What is the state? It is the word of God that stabilizes us. It is, we are sustained by those words. And so if Jesus is saying, give us this day our daily bread, in the prayer that he was teaching his disciples, it means that we must expect the word of God to come to us on a daily basis. There must be something that God is saying for that moment. That is why, you know, there's always, I don't know, for many people, there's always a difference in quotes. If probably you have created a routine and every morning, let's say 4 a.m., you wake up to do your devotion and for some reasons, something happened and you don't do it on that day. Psychologically, something will be telling you that something is not right, something is amiss. Why? Because the daily benefits that you gain from that fellowship, the daily benefits, the word that you pick in the process of prayer, in the process of the study of the word, it was not done that day or probably not the way you usually do it. And there will be some kind of difference. So that is for people that have created the change. Some people just all, the, all through the day is either they are listening to the word on the move or something and they are tuned in. This is how it's supposed to be, always constantly expecting to be fed by the word. Because Jesus also said in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, when he was responding to the temptation of the devil, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. We have heard this over and over and over again, but does it constantly make us to constantly sit down with the word? Some people still go, you know, a full day, two days, three days like that without even having a definite word. Without having a definite word, then there is a word for every day. And like I started with, the word is always new every morning. It's always new. It's always new. There's always a fresh revelation. You know, sometimes you begin to wonder that people that have read the Bible from cover to cover over and over again, every time you pick it to read it again, you must just see something new. And that is the characteristic of the word is new every time. And it's always beautiful for all situations because this is Jesus himself and is the word of God. And the word of God is powerful. So if we want to exercise power, we want to enjoy strength for every day that is beyond what you get from food. Yes, physical food has its part to play. But trust me, 
Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, that man shall not live by bread alone. He didn't say bread at all. Some people go to the extent, they go extremes. They almost want to live without bread at all. But God, Jesus said, bread alone cannot sustain. But the word of God, but the word of God and Jesus himself is the bread of life. And he said in his words that whoever eats of this bread shall never die. That means we'll live forever. That's John chapter 6, verse 35 and 51. Whoever eats of this bread. So anytime we're, you know, reading the word of God, we're listening to a message or whatever, let's be conscious of the fact that we are feeding. Feeding our spirit, feeding our souls. And by extension, it reflects on the body. It must reflect on the body because the state of the soul is what gives health to the body. Just like the Bible says that um, uh, uh, um, that um, anyone that is not happy like that, unhappiness kind of dries up the wood. So it's more or less like a sickness. If there is no constant feeding on the word of God, there will be no strength, especially in the days of battle, especially in the days that there are challenges. It is very important for us to daily load ourselves with this word because we cannot just sustain ourselves by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of our Father. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. Um, right now, I'd like to mention some of the things that comes daily to us. Daily, some things that we as believers should find ourselves doing daily to enjoy the full benefits of every day and what are some of those things the first thing i would like to say <clears throat> is that we must constantly fellowship with one another we must constantly i love what um our pastor said i mean the guest minister that ministered on uh, tuesday he said that there are virtual communities. There are people who say virtual church, you know. But really, when fellowship happens, when we are together, it's always a different experience. It's always a different experience, and there must be a church in every home for that fellowship to happen. And trust me, every time we gather like that to fellowship, the Bible already establishes it is that we are not just fellowshipping with one another, but our fellowship is truly with the Father. And of course, the word of God says, where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. So according to the book of Acts chapter 2, verse 46 and 47, let me quickly read that so that we see how daily it is important for us to fellowship together. Let's open to Acts chapter 2. Okay. And I read verse 46 and 47. I said, And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God verse 47, and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. 
So for us to experience gladness and singleness of heart, praising the Lord and enjoying favor with all men, it comes from that communion, that daily fellowship with one another. That's why it's important for the family altar to constantly be sustained. There's a lot of strength that should be drawn daily from that. Both young and old require it. It strengthens the heart. It brings about gladness and rejoicing. Their burdens are lifted because definitely a word will come that will lift burdens, that would share the heart. A revelation would definitely come when we come together. The Bible says in Ephesians 4 that everyone brings their own part of grace that God has bestowed upon them. And by each part that they all supply, the body grows. The body grows. So there is a benefit in gathering together daily continually gathering together as brethren. There is a benefit there. It's part of the daily benefit that we must enjoy. And it shows that from our homes because there's always a church in the house. Hallelujah. There is always, there must be a church in your house. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. The second thing is exalting one another daily. As found in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. Say, but exalt one another daily while it is today. While it is today, I always you know quote this scripture. Why? Because uh, we must live in the consciousness of today. Many of us get carried away or sometimes procrastinate and push some things, you know, far ahead. Okay, I will not um call that brother now, I will call him tomorrow. And you don't know, for that very moment, that person may actually be in need of a word. He may actually be in need of an encouragement. And that is why we we need ourselves as brethren to daily encourage and exalt one another as long as it is called today. And part of the reason why that is important, the Bible says in that same scripture, Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, it says, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Through the deceitfulness of sin. What is the major sin that Bible has defined? What the major sin is? It's unbelief. Unbelief. When, when the word of God comes and we're not believing it, it's as if we're calling God a liar. And that is a sin. So in the process of exalting one another, we are able to eliminate some of those thoughts because you will clarify, you'll be able to tell your brother that no, God is faithful, true and true. Don't give up on God. Why? Because this, that, 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 and we're able to draw from the scriptures and from the wealth that we have, uh, we have embedded in ourselves by taking in the word, we're able to encourage somebody else. It is a daily responsibility. Whether we are going on the road, we are going, you can even observe even the countenance of countenance of your, your, your colleague in the office. Many people may not be able to walk up to you to tell you this is what I'm going through. But in the process of encouraging, in the process of exalting, in that process, somebody will draw strength, somebody will draw hope. The word of God will come in, in the word of wisdom. It will come in the word of knowledge, the manifestation of the spirit of God. Why? Because the spirit of God knows 
things that we do not know. Since sometimes you, when you want to speak to people, you may not need to sit down and premeditate because you truly don't know what people are going through. But counting on the Holy Spirit to exalt someone, you may just be speaking the very word the person needs for that moment. You may just be declaring the word that the person needs to be strengthened at that very moment. Because many people slip into weariness. When there is long-awaited expectation and it looks like it's not coming, some people slip into weariness and depression. But when that encouragement comes on daily basis, when we encourage ourselves in the Lord, encourage our brethren in the Lord, encourage one another with the word of God, there will be no room for the deceitfulness of sin, which is unbelief. There will be no room for it. And the last thing I want to mention today is the one and most important part that actually gives life to what we call evangelism today. And that is when Paul was saying in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 31, and Paul says, let me just open it and read. In 1 Corinthians, let's open to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 31. And it says, I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. I die daily. This is one thing that is supposed to be characterized with every believer. Many people don't like to hear the issue of dying. The dying we are talking about is not for you to leave this world and just depart. Just like Jesus was praying for the disciples in John 17. He said, I'm not saying you should take them out of this world. Uh -huh. Taking them out of this world is like, okay, dying in the body and then going to heaven. But we are here alive. But there is a concept of dying that every believer must apprehend. And that dying is dying to self. I mean, a constantly daily yielding to the leading of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God definitely wants to lead us into all truth, definitely wants to guide our steps, definitely wants to guide us into the plan and purpose of God for our lives. And apart from that, he wants to guide us in the most important thing that God desires, which is the salvation of other souls, bringing men to the kingdom. Trust me, sometimes this can be very challenging. Some people have gone to, 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 to preach. I've seen a lady who, because she preached the gospel in a very hostile you know, environment, they practically took needle and thread and sewed her lips together. She neither ate nor drank for days. Why? Just because she preached the gospel. These were some of the things that Paul went through and constantly said he dies daily. He encountered challenges. Some of us don't know how it is because we are not in a very hostile environment, maybe like in the core north where anybody that declares things like that would practically be, be oppressed and, and pro probably face some form of assault. But these things happen. But if we are dead to self, we will not we will not mind anything that happens. We will not mind whether we are insulted. Sometimes some people will insult you. I've been confronted before. Just because I was trying to, you know, uh, encourage someone with the word of God. 
the person happened to be a Muslim and he faced me directly and he said he spoke very harshly. Very harshly. Well, maybe because we're in a civilized, uh, you know, environment, he was not, he didn't put up a physical assault, but people that evangelize in core areas, they face physical trials and tribulations. And these are the kind of things that Paul was saying. He suffered imprisonment. He suffered beatings just because he was preaching the gospel. And Jesus already established it that if we're not ready to suffer with him, I put that in quote, suffer with him. That means denying ourselves to, the, to, to just follow the purpose of God. Sometimes, you know, the spirit of God will be leading you to speak with somebody and then you're looking at yourself, ah, how will I um, say it? Um, how do I approach the person? And then we are thinking too much. Meanwhile, the, the, the grace is available to do it. We carry God on our inside and the Bible made me to understand that once God is in his holy temple, which we are, the whole earth will be silent before him. The whole earth, as long as it is the spirit of God that is directing you to do it, do it, no matter what happens. And that is the place where I was talking about the concept of dying daily. Are we willing to constantly go ahead daily? Like Jesus said in Luke chapter 9 verse 23, that if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. It is a daily thing. It is not something that we say, let me rest for a while. In the process of resting, some Christians are falling out of faith. I can tell you. Recently, I was listening to a man of God. He said that you cannot even afford one day of, oh, let me just uh, relax. Why? Because Satan is always looking around waiting for such kind of opportunities. So, but God, Jesus is expecting us to daily carry our cross and follow him. Daily. It is a daily responsibility. And trust me, there is always benefit to it. Someone wrote a song. I love that song. You know, it says that some people say I'm wasting my life following after God, doing this, de declaring his word. It says, well, I don't mind being wasted. In quotes. That was a good way to be wasted for the Lord. Why? Because... If the world thinks it's a waste, for you, you know it's great benefits because we know what we are, we are living for. We know whose we are. And we know what we are living for. So with the consciousness of that, it's important for us to understand that, come, it may be necessary for us to die daily, putting ourselves under, putting our bodies under, you know, declaring God's word in spite of whatsoever we go through, you may be insulted. We take it, you know, it's for the Lord. We don't know, very soon it may come to the point of assault. But we take it for the Lord. Just love Paul, you know, they said even after he was stoned and he was left near unto death. After a while, the Bible says he got up, he shook himself, went back into the same city and still went there to preach the word. He was dead to self. He has gotten to a point that if I die, I die. If I perish, I perish. I don't, my life does not matter to me. Sooner or later, this will be demanded of believers. Sooner or later. We may be in a place now where that, okay, you easily walk up to somebody and he's able to listen to you. 
You may walk up to somebody one day and he will issue you a slap. Are we ready to still go ahead tomorrow and meet the same person and tell him that Jesus still loves you? There was a story I heard in the process of listening to a message. I think it's in Yemen or something, one of these countries where God, uh, you know, was talking to a believer and he told her, he's a family, they are Christians in a, an Islamic nation. And few days, let me just say a few days to an occurrence, it was more or less like God revealed to the family. And um, that's, are they ready to give up themselves for him? And then they said, yes, why not? And then they had two little children. I said, what about the children? And the woman told God, yes, I'm willing. And it surprised you that she called her kids, told her husband what she heard, and explained that something is about to happen. She doesn't know how or when, but this is what the Lord said. And then she called her little children and told them that, you see, um, one day some people will come in, they'll be wearing masks. Um, when you hear that, you just run to a corner, close your eyes and make it very tight. Don't open it. You will hear them asking your daddy, deny the Lord, deny Jesus. Say, I will not deny Jesus. And you just hear, pop, they may shoot him, he will die. He said the same thing will happen to mommy and they will come for them, but they should not open their eyes at any point. But when they grab them and you feel something like a knife on your neck, then you open your eyes, look into the eyes of that man and say, Jesus loves you. And whatever happens, we take it. True to her words, exactly a week after the ISIS entered into their house and this thing played out word for word the way she said it. And it happened to them like that. And the little children did exactly as their parents told them. And she opened her eyes, that little girl. Do you imagine what would have happened to that ISIS guy? We don't know the story that follows. Maybe that man eventually would come to, to faith or something. But that little girl, even to the point of death, she was taught to declare that Jesus loved that man. Because true to his word, Jesus came to die for the whole world, but the whole world has not accepted him. And that is why many are not saved today. And it is our responsibility to take that word, regardless of what we face, regardless of what we go through, regardless of the insults, the assault, or whatsoever that comes with it. We are ready to deliver that word daily. Some people, because they have faced assaults, they just say, ah, I beg, please, though. It's better to be alive than to be dead. No, come to think of it, what is that? Is that really true life if we're not ready to suffer for Christ? What is the benefit? What is the benefit? There are so many people in the front, you know, face to face with death, they have denied Christ and they eventually still died. Many of them will go straight to hell. Why? Because Jesus said, if you deny me here on earth, I will deny you before my father in heaven. So what am I trying to say this morning? There are things that we must con be conscious of daily. We are dying daily. We are daily exalting one another. We are daily taking in the word of God. We are daily fellowshipping with one another in one accord. 
and daily breaking bread, which is communion. I, I know a pastor when I was in the university that practically does this every morning, whether I fasting or no fasting, they prepare communion every day. And they partake of the flesh and the blood of Christ. What are other benefits that come to it? There is life in our flesh. How come do you think somebody like Paul will be beaten by a viper and nothing happened to him? The life of Christ is already at work in his body. So there is nothing like sickness. It cannot survive your body. When daily we take in the dose of the word of God and the word of God is the, the word of God is bread for us daily. Definitely sickness cannot have a place. From the account of the Seraphonician woman, we know that Jesus Christ established that healing is the children's bread. That means as much as we take in the word on a daily basis, it must bring health to our body. It must bring health constantly, vibrant. I pray that as we commit ourselves daily to these things, our daily benefits definitely are sure. And then we continually enjoy those daily benefits. There is a daily benefit of grace to do these things. There is a daily benefit of power that comes with it. There is a daily benefit of strength that is as a result of it. And I pray that this shall be our portion as we commit our hearts daily to do it, regardless of the busyness or whatsoever. It is something that we must consciously do. And I pray that the grace of God will constantly be sufficient for us to daily do these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for staying with me this morning. As we go, I see the Lord strengthening us and enjoy, causing us to enjoy the benefits that he has loaded in this beautiful day for us. Blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. Shalom. Thank you.